Fab Lab Podcast, when our role becomes our identity. Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to the Fab Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley. So glad to be tuning in with you. Just a little side note, unfortunately, Wes is not in the studio today. He will be next week on the next episode, but we got back from the International Surface event so late last week, so busy in the aftermath. It was such a successful show. Wes just simply could not spare the time to join me for this conversation today, but he'll be back next week. But I'm going to continue this conversation. The last couple of weeks, the last couple of episodes, we've talked about our roles, the roles that we fill as owners, as leaders, as managers in the business. And we've talked about the beliefs that we have about those roles. We've talked about the beliefs we have about ourselves. Sometimes that can limit the work that we can do. In some cases, it limits the work that we're willing to do in the business. And in some cases, the business suffers as a result if it's not getting the full extent of our potential and our impact. Well, this week, I'm going to kind of talk about a different facet of that. It's going to be a little bit more personal. This week, we're going to talk about the problem, and I believe it is a problem for a lot of owners, a lot of leaders, a lot of managers. In particular, I think it's a problem for most men. And here's the problem. We begin to let the role that we fill, the position that we hold, the title that's on our business card become our identity. You know, when guys get together and they start talking, they introduce, you know, the first question out of most of their mouths is, so what do you do? It's really easy to drift into a place to where we identify through the work that we do. And in and of itself, that's not a bad thing. We, we Birds of a feather like to flock together. It's where we get our most, you know, fulfillment. It's where we spend the most of our time. So I, it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with identifying with the work that we do. The risk is, though, is that when we let that work become inseparable or indistinguishable, from who we are as individuals, where we begin to see all of our value as a reflection of our performance in that role or the role that we have. And so there's a couple of problems with that. We're going to talk about both of those today in some length. But before we do, I want to mention a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor is FabricatorsFriend.com this week. You know, last week we were down in uh, we were down in Las Vegas at the International Surface event. It was beautiful palm trees against that fantastic blue sky, about 68 degrees, sunshine, completely different than here in the Northwest where it's like 34 degrees, raining, sleet, a little bit of ice in the morning. Most of you around the country know wintertime is just like that. It's kind of cold. It's kind of miserable. It's wet. It's just nasty. Now, for a salesperson who's driving around inside a car, the weather's outside. For the owner, the manager, the leader in their office, same thing. That nasty weather is outside. For your installers, yeah, same thing. They're working in that nice warm house. They're working on that nice dry job site. The weather is outside. But for your fabricators, oh man, your fabricators have the weather outside, inside the shop, all day, every day, year round. And in particular, in the wintertime, if they're wet, then they're cold. And if they're cold, then they're miserable. And if they're miserable, they're simply not going to be as productive. The desire to jump into that setting, to jump into those circumstances, isn't just as appealing as it is maybe at other times of the year. And so the solution to this challenge, this problem of having the weather outside, inside your stone shop, is fabricatorsfriend.com. Check out Fabricators Friends' custom line of stone fabrication gear. Their stone sleeves, bulletproof aprons, and fab coats make fabricating Dry, warm, 
and comfortable. And ultimately, what is most important to you as an owner who's watching the bottom line, they become more productive, which makes your company more profitable. So invest in fabricatorsfriend.com custom stoneworking gear for your crew today so they can push that weather back outside the building where it belongs. So now back to our episode, back to the topic today, this problem, this potential problem with letting our role, letting our work in a sense become our identity where the ebb and flow of that work actually dictates to us our self-worth, our value. So there's a couple of problems with that. Number one, it's just simply unhealthy if we attach too much significance of who we are to the work that we're doing. We're going to talk about that. The other problem with this is that it actually limits us. It's very limiting. It limits us as individuals in terms of what we're capable of doing as professionals in our career. And it also limits the company. So now the first problem, talking about being unhealthy, you see, the fact is that circumstances in the business ebb and flow. We have periods of success and we have periods of failure in the work that we do. The problem is, is if we derive all of our self-worth, all of our identity through that work, we get jerked back and forth emotionally. It's like a roller coaster. It's like a storm, if you will, blowing back and forth. When things are good, we're good. When things aren't so good, It affects us negatively. It can actually crush our spirits if we're experiencing failure at work, and that is inevitable. There are going to be periods of time of great difficulty, and if we are attaching too much significance, if we are inseparable from the work that we're doing, it can become a real danger to us emotionally, and it just becomes unhealthy. It just becomes unhealthy. You know, for me, uh, I started my business in 1998, went into business Rode the early 2000s up into 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. Grew the business. I never imagined in my wildest dreams I would ever experience that kind of success. In fact, I had never in my entire life experienced that kind of success before. Not in school, not in athletics. Nothing in my life could compare to that affirmation, that sense of well-being and the, the sense of success. I had never tasted it before, which was great until the end of 2007 when it reversed course and went the complete other direction. And no matter what I did for the next four or five years, I could not change the circumstances. And I became an emotional wreck. You can ask my wife. She wanted me to sell the business. I could not separate. I had become so inseparable from that role as an owner, as a leader, as the CEO of my company, as a manager that was how I gauged my own self-worth. My own value was, was, I could not disconnect those two things. And so as the company just cratered, and as, despite how hard I worked, everything I had, I was pouring into that to try and reverse course to get the company back on a successful footing, I couldn't do it. In a sense, the business was failing to achieve the results that I desired. And so I could not see myself any other way than a complete failure. As a result, I was a miserable human being because I didn't understand that my value, my inherent value and self-worth actually was completely unrelated to the performance of the business and the economy. Those circumstances that in essence were completely outside of my control. Unfortunately, the result was that they did control me. They did dictate my emotional state. It was a very, very negative period of time. One of the most depressing times in my entire life was that four or five years during the Great Recession where where circumstances ultimately dictated my own personal value. 
I got to the point where my wife was begging me to sell the company or just shut it down so that, <laughs> that I could become a normal human being again. So that's the first problem. We got to be really careful not to let our identity become inseparable from the performance of the company or our performance in the role that we fill in the company. The second problem that we run into having our identity inseparable from the role that we fill is that it actually begins to limit us and what we're capable of and it begins to limit, the, or at least it can, limit the company. Here's what I mean by that. You see, if our whole identity is wrapped up in the role that we fill, the position that we have, the title that's on our business card, and it's inseparable, we become attached to that role. It becomes who we are. It's how we identify with the world. We might discover one day that the work that we're actually doing in the role, not having the role, but the work that the role requires, we might discover we no longer enjoy that work. It no longer lights it up. Or might we, we might discover we're actually not that good at it. Or we no longer look forward to going to work anymore because the work that we're doing, the result of that work, no longer brings us fulfillment. Uh-oh. Now what? We're stuck in this catch-22. I am attached to this role, and yet I've got this conflict that the work that I have to do in this role isn't something that brings me fulfillment. And life is short, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, managers, leaders, CEOs. Life is simply too short to continue or to persist in a role that doesn't bring us fulfillment. To do work that is a drain on us, that actually sucks the life out of us. Even if we have the role and the title, if we're simply doing the work that, that, that doesn't bring us that sense of fulfillment and joy and satisfaction at the end of the day, that's a terrible place to be. And if our identity is so connected to that role that we can't get out of it, for one, we're going to be trapped. We're going to feel trapped in that role. This catch-22, we can't escape. I'm so committed. I'm so attached to the identity. I'm so attached to the role. I'm so attached to the position. But I know that I'd be more fulfilled doing something else. What a miserable existence. Number two, we're actually going to be unable and prevented from actually going and finding the role that we're best suited for. To find the role in the work that would bring us the most fulfillment and satisfaction and joy when we're doing it. So those are two problems with that. Here's another problem, and this gets back to the company itself. This same catch-22 affects the business. You see, there may come a day when we realize, when we discover that the business requires something of the role that we're filling that we don't possess. It might need skills. It might need inputs that we simply are not able to provide because we're just not hardwired for it. We don't have it in us to fill those certain aspects of the role. And if we persist, if we're unwilling to let go of those roles, or at least part of those roles or some of those tasks, we become a limiting factor on the company's future, on its potential, on its success. Same thing is true. You know, I mentioned the story earlier about the, the, the Great Recession and how that affected me emotionally and just the depression and the difficulty, that miserable existence I had when the company was, in my opinion, failing and thus <laughs> de demonstrating that I was a failure as a human being, as a person. During that same period of time, I was so attached to the role. That was the only thing I had left. The company wasn't succeeding, but at least I still had the company. I could still say I own a business. I still lead a company. I'm the quote-unquote CEO of this enterprise. There was a point in time that I believe this attachment was so unhealthy and so extreme for me that if given the choice between relinquishing that role and title and succeeding or holding on to that title 
and failing, I probably would have held on to the title. I'm not sure I could have. That was the last thing I had. That was the last shred of identity that I possessed in terms of my own self-worth was the title, was the position, was the role of owner and leader. And to give that up would have meant that I had nothing left. I would have been a nothing. No athletic accomplishments, no scholastic accomplishments, no college degree, nothing. That was the only thing I felt or believed I had at the time that gave me personal significance and self-worth. And so... That's a very limiting factor. The company might have been able to have been more successful had I been able to relinquish some of that role. Same thing is true right now. There may be certain roles in the, in the position that we're in that we simply are not well-suited to provide. And in that instance, we've got to be able to be so secure in who we are as individuals that we can see that for the good of the company, I might need to relinquish some of my role. I might have to relinquish it entirely to somebody who's better suited to run the company, manage the department, perform these tasks. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, managers, supervisors, CEOs, leaders, salespeople, manufacturers of equipment, everybody out there listening to this podcast, can you relate to this? Is this hitting close to home? If it is, I hope you take this as a tremendous encouragement. See, I want to share something with you right now about what I now believe in terms of my role, in terms of my identity, in terms of my own self-worth and significance. I finally discovered after 10 brutal years, actually it's been longer than that, what is it, 12 years? 13 years since the Great Recession, probably about 12, that I have discovered about who I am and the fact that my self-worth, my identity has absolutely nothing to do with the role that I fill as owner of this fab shop, with the, the leadership position that I fill. In fact, this is all part of this, my own, you know, my own personal discovery right now, coming to grips with the fact, and it's the most freeing revelation, the most freeing discovery I can possibly describe to realize this role and this position that I've held for so long, that I identified with for so long, that gives me that common bond among so many of you, my fellow fabricators, my fellow stone shop owners, I'm beginning to realize that's it's okay for me to step out of that role. I don't have to exist in that role indefinitely forever because quite frankly, I'm discovering that's not where my gifts lie. I'm not a very good manager. I'm probably an okay leader. But it wasn't until I was able to separate the role from who I am that I could begin to let go of that idea of being a quote-unquote owner, of running a quote-unquote business, of being a quote-unquote manager. And I've got to tell you that it is the most freeing, the most liberating experience to come to that conclusion. Now the possibilities for me are endless. I can begin to let go of some of those tasks that I don't do well, delegate to those to those delegate those tasks to folks who will do them better than I did. The company will benefit and I will be freed up to go do what I was put on this earth to do. So let me tell you what I believe. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you will know, you've heard me say that beliefs shape everything. So this is actually really important. What do I believe? See, I believe that our self-worth, our identity, our value must come from something that is far more stable, far more concrete, and far more durable than the circumstances around us. And so now my self-worth, my identity, my value here on this earth is rooted in the belief that I was created in the image of God. Now, you may not share belief in God, and that's okay. You may not share my faith. That's okay. But in the same way that our Declaration of Independence says that we were created 
with certain unalienable rights, I also believe that each one of us is created with a unique, one-of-a-kind, individualistic capacity to make a tremendous impact on this world that is absolutely unique to us. We have skills, we have talents, we have certain gifts and certain passions that are absolutely one-of-a-kind to each one of us. And so not only do we have that capacity to create and that we are absolutely one of a kind and uniquely valuable and inherently worthy, I believe that what comes with that is the responsibility to do three things. Number one, and, and ladies and gentlemen, fans of the Fab Lab podcast, if you, if you trust anything that I say, trust me when I say this, I believe this is going to be the most important thing I say in this episode, and possibly one of the most important things I've ever said on the entire Fab Lab podcast. Number one, with that all being said, I believe that each one of us has a responsibility to recognize the fact that we do have unique gifts, unique skills, unique capabilities, and an unbelievably unique potential. Number two, I believe we have a responsibility once we have identified those, once we have discovered those, it is to develop those unique gifts, those unique skills, those unique capabilities, those potentialities. We develop those to the fullest extent possible. We literally begin to invest in those things, to see them expand, to see them improve, to see their impact grow. Number three, and this is where the rubber meets the road, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, Number three, I believe we have a responsibility to then put them to work in this world, whether it's in our business, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our community, or all of the above, that we must put those unique gifts, skills, capabilities to work in the world to the fullest extent possible. So that our contribution, the fact that we are here on this earth, that that, that us living out our identity actually impacts, and not just impacts the world around us, but actually changes it for the better. And I believe we can only do that when we understand that our identity, our self-worth, our value is not intimately connected to the role we happen to have right now. We've got to become detached from that. We've got to become free from that so that we can discover the impact that we were meant to have on this earth to impact the people around us to the fullest extent possibly. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, that is what that belief is what drives me right now into the coaching realm, why I am beginning to let go of the identity as an owner, as a leader, as a CEO, and I'm beginning to embrace this new role as a coach to help other people discover what it is they were put on this earth to do, what lights them up, to realize what they're passionate about, to identify whether or not they're actually in the role they should be in. And if they are, great. How do they expand in that? How do they grow in that? How do they maximize their potential in that role? But if they're not, to also discover that, that they may be better suited in another role, in another position, in another line of work, maybe. Wow, that's getting kind of scary. <laughs> Owner, fellow stone shop owner, have you ever wondered maybe you weren't cut out for this job? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're stuck in a role like I've been for so many years doing work that doesn't light you up simply because of the title, simply because of the position, simply because of the fact that I've attached too much of my identity to the idea of being that person, of having that role, of having that title. And so fellow stone shop owner, ladies and gentlemen, fans of the Fab Lab podcast, department managers, tooling reps, 
equipment manufacturers, all of the above, anybody who's listened to this podcast, let me ask you a question. Have you let the work that you are doing right now, have you let the role that you're filling define who you are? Have you let that dictate your self-worth? Have you let that become your identity? And if so, it's time to ask a couple of other questions. Number one is you remaining in that role or retaining that work and that position and that title and that responsibility, is that limiting your business? Is that, is that keeping it from reaching its fullest potential because you can't let go of the idea of not filling that role? And more importantly, is that preventing you personally from discovering your own gifts, talents, passions, and capabilities, developing those, and then applying them to the world around you so that you make the maximum impact on the people that you come into contact and then experience the maximum fulfillment in that work, doing what you were put on this earth to do. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I launched AaronCrowley.com. That's why I'm beginning to diverge out of the fab shop and into the coaching shop so that I can help other people, other owners, have the kind of experience that I have had to work through these issues So if you'd like to talk about this, if you'd like to explore this, if you'd like to connect with me and maybe scratch the surface a little bit about this topic that we've been talking about, about your role, about your beliefs, about this work that we put on this earth to do, make sure you visit AaronCrowley.com. A couple of ways for you to connect with me. You could either hit the connect button right there in the middle of the homepage, or you could check out the work with me page as well. I'd love to hear from you. If I can be of any service to you, helping you discover what you were put on this earth to do, that would be fantastic. So make sure you check out AaronCrowley.com. Make sure that you support our sponsors this week's sponsor, FabricatorsFriend.com. And make sure you check back later this week for the next episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Until then, happy fabricating. Happy fabricating.